0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. We've been learning uh, uh, what to do and what not to do in these classes because the scripture gives us examples, both directions, examples of faith. You know, if you go back to earlier days of faith school, we spent a lot of time in Hebrews chapter 11, which gave us example after example after example of faith. In other words, how to trust God, how to do it right. And, and now we've been looking at uh, examples that the scripture given us where people did it wrong and where they displeased God, and where it cost them, because both Hebrews and 1 Corinthians in the New Testament warn us, don't let this happen to you. Don't allow yourself to be robbed by unbelief. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's be sure that we are prepared, forearmed against these things that have robbed so many, of the blessings of God. Said out loud. I, by the grace of God. Grace of God I, won't I won't be robbed. Of the blessings that belong to me. The that belong to me. Father all of us. Uh, we purpose in our heart. Towards this end. We know it's your will. That we be blessed. That we enjoy the blessings. And not have them stolen from us. By the evil one. So whatever we need to see. And whatever else we need to change, we ask that you work in us, that those changes occur and enlighten us, that we uh, be removed from being in danger and that we be safe and kept in your plan and in your hand. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, look again in Hebrews 3, our main text on our series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. He said in Hebrews 3, 7, he said, As the Holy Spirit said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. He said, Your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works for 40 years. And that's a, that's a substantial amount of time to not learn anything. <laughs> Is it possible to go your whole life and keep making the same dumb mistakes that's robbing you and never get it, never learn, never fix it? Well, it happened to them. He said, uh, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation. And says they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Just because you're religious doesn't mean you know God at all. Just because you've had a lot of education about theology or religion doesn't mean that you're even saved. Scripture says you must be born again. You know, Jesus uh, in John 8, uh, it's an interesting read sometime if you haven't noticed it. He gets into quite a, a heated discussion with the leaders of the synagogue, the scribes, Pharisees, doctors of the law. And it culminates in one point because they're judging him as though they're the authority. And he told them at one point, he said, you are of your father, the devil. And his designs and lusts and plans, you will do. Well, see, they're claiming to be representatives of God, spokesmen for God. They are the leaders of the religion, the synagogue. And Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. They weren't even in the family of God even though they wore robes, had initials and degrees. (laughs) Can you see this? Religion is not the same as God. And one of the things that will help you so much is filling yourself with the Bible, because that is God. And it gives you something to check everything by. And if it disagrees with the Word, I don't care how much it's dressed up in religion. It's not God. If it disagrees with the word, it can't be. So he goes on to say, he said, that they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So this warning about not hardening, and that goes along with being stubborn, and defiant and rebellious because the more you do it the harder you get and the duller you get that's where the scripture comes in about having eyes but you don't see and ears but you don't hear and a heart that you don't under- but you don't understand that's why Jesus kept saying to him that has ears to hear let him hear Well, most all of them had these on the side of their head and and they could hear the sounds. So what's he talking about? What makes a hearing ear? It is, one of the big components, a willing heart. A willing heart makes a hearing ear. But a stubborn heart, a defiant, unwilling heart, makes a spiritually deaf ear. You hear, but you don't hear. And you see, but you don't see. Go with me back to Numbers, the 16th chapter, please. And like we've been saying, we, we've gone through 1 through 10 of the previous events that led up to Numbers 14, k Barnea, When they sent the spies in, they came back and brought the evil report. And uh, it came to the came to a head where God said, Okay, all right. You're going to get what you said. You, you've been saying you're going to die in the wilderness. You're going to have what you say. And what you've got to understand about people have mocked about people like us teaching on Mark eleven twenty three, 23, where it says, if you will believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth and not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say comes to pass, you'll have what you say. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. People mock about that, and they say, well, that that doesn't work. Oh, it works. It works just as effectively negatively as it does positively. It works in in both directions. And see, they had been saying before they ever left Egypt, they had been saying, we'll die out there. And at the first event at the Red Sea, they said, we're all going to die out here. They kept saying it. They wouldn't change. They wouldn't repent. They wouldn't believe God when he said, I'm going to bring you into the promised land. No, they just said, no, we're going to die out here. What happened to them? They died out there. Was it God's plan? It was not God's plan. It was contrary to God's plan. Now, here is something most people don't even believe. Your words carry more weight in your life than even God's words and plan. See, people hear that and they think, oh, no, no, no. Did it or not? God said, I've picked out the promised land for you. I'm bringing you into the land that flows with milk and honey. Is that what happened to them? No. What'd they say? No, we're all going to die out here. What happened to them? God's plan or what they said? See, in order for God to do anything different, He would have to override their will. He would have to force them to believe and obey something against their own will. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. So he's bound by his word in allowing us our freedom of choice. Not that he doesn't have the power to do it, but by his own word, he won't do it. So our words carry more weight in our life than anyone's. Anyone's. Man, if we believe that, that life and death is in the power of the tongue, we would start speaking differently, <laughs> right? We would start uh, examining, do I want that to happen? Well, then I've got to quit saying that. Do I want to stay in this situation? Then I've got to quit saying that. I've got to say something different. James talks about just like the, the rudder uh, steers the ship, and the and bridle steers the horse, he said the tongue, we might say today is the steering wheel. Steering wheel of your life. Most people don't believe it. Most church going people do not believe what we're talking about right now. Amen. Why do you say that, Brother Keith? By the way they talk. Listen to how they talk. You can tell they don't believe it. But if you do, it affects your speech. You start monitoring what you're saying And you don't just speak to express your opinion and feelings. You begin to use your words to change things. That's like God operates. He uses His words to create and to change and to bless. And you and I are made in the likeness and image of God. We are speaking spirits. We're not like the animals in this regard. They don't have that ability. They can't choose faith or fear and put it into a word and release it. We're not just a highly evolved animal. We are made in the likeness and image of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speaking spirits, that's a God-like ability. And we are the sons of God. Everybody said out loud, I believe, believe. and so I speak. speak. Now let's just act on this for a few minutes. Instead of talking what you have felt, what you've seen, what you've experienced, our bad reports, our lack, our pain, faith even calls those things that be not yet as though they were. What? In order to change them. I'm not saying it looks that way and feels that way, But see, Abraham began to call himself the father of many nations when they had no children. But he didn't wait until after they had a child and then say, I'm the father of many nations. You still didn't say all of that. He said it before there was a child. Can you call your body healed before you feel healed? Can you call your bills paid before you see the money? Yeah, you can. That's how faith functions. That's how faith operates. Everybody said out loud, I say say, in Jesus' name, name, I am am a victorious one. one. I'm rising up. I'm I'm coming out out of lack lack, and death and and darkness. And depression. depression. The joy of the Lord Lord. is my strength, strength. and I'm strong in the Lord and in the the power of His might. I'm growing stronger and stronger. stronger. My path's getting brighter and brighter. brighter brighter. I'm coming up up. from grace to grace, Grace grace. faith to faith, Faith faith. glory to glory. Glory by the, Spirit of the Lord. by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you would talk like that every day and every time you're challenged with some issue, if instead of talking about how bad you feel, how bad it's been, what you don't know, what you don't have, what you can't. Instead of doing that, that's walking beside. If you'd walk by faith and begin to declare, Hallelujah declare everything that God has said about you and everything that He has said you have and you are and and you can do. It's life-changing. It's life-altering. It is life-changing. Spiritual forces will begin to move and change things in your life. Now, it doesn't all happen overnight or by the end of the week, but this has to be a lifestyle, not just something you try for a couple of days. Now, when you really are changed and transformed by the renewing of your mind in this, people will think you're a little strange because you won't talk defeat with them. You won't talk problems with them. You're not saying the problem doesn't exist. You're not denying the existence of it, but you believe your words matter and your words affect not only your situation, but people around you too. And so, to be a responsible believer, you watch your words. You watch what comes out of your mouth because you know that's how God made everything is with His words. And it shouldn't be a thing thought strange that things created by words could be changed by words. Right? That includes your body, your mind, your finances, your relationships everything. In the same breath it takes to say, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. We're never going to make it like this. In the same energy and breath you could have said something else. Right? Something that that doesn't solidify you in the problem but something that begins to break it off and, and, and loose you and change things. Even though you don't look like it you don't feel like it, you can say God's given me the answer. He's brought me through over and over again. And this will be no different. He always causes me to triumph. We're coming up. We're coming up. God will get glory in our lives. This is not the end of this. How you talk, how you think, it comes right back to that choice. Do I gripe, ache, feel sorry for myself? That's what the flesh wants to do. Because the flesh is basically lazy. And he just wants to go, hey, there's no point. There's no point in even getting up and combing my hair. What's the use? <laughs> and that's how you go down and stay down. And just go further and further. you got to stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Is that right? And if you're waiting on somebody else to encourage you, sometimes you can wait a long time. you got to do what David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. You know, you read how the Psalms read sometimes. It said, soul, why are you so cast down? Soul, he's talking to himself. Can you see that? Soul, don't you be disheartened. Don't you be disquieted. Don't you be cast down. God's been too good for you. Don't forget all his benefits. And then he starts listing them off. He forgives all your iniquities, boy. He heals all your diseases, son. Is that right? He quickly fills your mouth with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagles. You can tell if you're looking at, thinking, talking the right thing or wrong thing, to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. To be carnally minded is what? Death. You can tell, by its effect on you, if you are talking the right thing or not. The scripture said, by your words, Jesus said, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be judged or condemned. And whose choice was it what we said? Our choice. Our choice. Say, pray this out loud and mean it by faith. Say, Lord. Lord. I believe these things. I believe these things. Set a watch watch at the door of my mouth, mouth. and alert alert me, me. lest I say things things that work death. lest I say things things that that the enemy can work with. with. Alert Alert me, check me, me. me. and remind remind me, and reveal to me what you say. say, that I may say what you say that I may say the same things that you say for you are the high priest and apostle of my confession hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord he'll do that too he'll do that too he is doing it. praise God well I got stirred up did you you find numbers 16 or not I tell you what. Before we do that, um, go back to the fourteenth chapter of uh, Exodus, because this this goes right along with this too. The first time they were tested concerning their faith, it was here at the Red Sea, and uh, after seeing all the signs and wonders in Egypt, they should be learning and understanding that God can do it God can take care of them did you know the enemy he uses the same old junk and and I know you'll recognize this even if God has helped you make it through a physical issue a hundred times over the years the next time some symptoms come to your body you know what the enemy will tell you not this time right Ah, yeah, maybe you got some things in the past, but you won't get it this time. This time, you're going down. This time, it reminds me of, who was it, Edgar Allan Poe? And that poem, Nevermore. (laughs) Nevermore. Not going to happen again. Nevermore. Mr. Poe had some bad spirits in his house. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And these are the things people choose for us to memorize. <laughs> they don't really, people don't understand spirits. Um, nevermore. And the same thing, maybe God has had helped you, heard your prayers, got provision to you so you could pay your bills and do what you needed to do five hundred times. But the next time a big bill shows up and you don't know what to do, what, what does the enemy say? Not this time. Not going to happen this time. Not this. Oh man, you're going down this time. Did God change? Why would we be quick to believe that? See, that's exactly what happened here in Exodus 14. They're delivered from Egyptian slavery. They are out of uh, of the, leaving the country. And they're healed. They've got money on their way. To the promised land. But Pharaoh, even after all the stuff that happened, and the country's been brought to its knees because of his stubbornness, and yet he gets up the next day and goes, What have we done? What have we? We have let all of our free labor go, and now what's the country going to do? And so he gets his army and goes after them. And he's in a rage, too. Because of the judgments that have happened. And he wants to kill a bunch of them. And take the rest of them back as slaves. And um, the scripture says. Verse 10. When Pharaoh drew near. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold the Egyptians marched after them. And they were what? Sore afraid. See spirit of fear. Versus spirit of faith. When the fear comes. And it will come. Now, this is what many have not understood. Even though you have made up your mind to be a believer, that doesn't mean fear won't come to you or that thoughts or feelings won't try to come against you. They will, and it's real. And sometimes you can feel it. I mean, uh, panic will try to come on you, and thoughts just bombard your mind so quickly. And it's at that point you've got to realize, I'm in a fight here. This is a battle. And it's internal. What have I got to do? You must not just give in to it. You must not just yield to the fear and panic. That's what they did. You must resist it. And there are times when you just need to speak right up out loud and say, fear, leave me. In Jesus' name, I resist you. Fear, Get out of here. And it'll leave you. The Bible said resist the devil and he'll flee. But you've got to rise up against it. You you can't just be passive because it'll just sit on you and it'll get worse and worse. And so they were sore afraid and they cried out to the Lord. And then verse 11, they get sarcastic and negative. They said, because there are no graves in Egypt... That you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? There was no... Because they couldn't find a place to bury us? Over in Egypt? You brought us out here? Why have you dealt with us so? To carry us forth out of Egypt. Zero gratitude. Now see, and, and hypocrisy. Because they were pretty happy about being free people and being healed and having money just what, 24 hours before? They are pretty happy about it. And now... Why would you do this to us? Why did you bring us out here? To die in the wilderness. This is not okay. Is it okay to just flesh out, to just go spastic and just say whatever you feel and think? Is it okay? No, because it can set a point in you if it doesn't get fixed. That's what will happen to you. Oh, yeah, you said it in a moment of anger and depression and anxiety. And and if you get a hold of it and you repent, well, then it won't happen to you. But if you just say it and then you don't change and then you just keep yielding to the flesh and every time you get mad and upset, you say it again and say, see, something's being established in you. And spiritual forces are beginning to be set in motion. They weren't serious that they wanted to die in the wilderness. And there were another nine major events after this. And then there were years and years after that before it actually happened. But exactly what happened to them? They died in the wilderness. This is what came out of their mouth when they were full of fear. Fear is a perverted form of faith. Fear is believing. But it's not believing that something good's going to happen to you. It's believing something's bad's going to happen. And when you say it, when they say, we're all going to die out here. you hear me? We're going to die out here. See, they believe that. And if that's not changed, they're going to get what they said. And they did. And notice what they said. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They're saying, you should have left us alone. You should have left us in slavery, left us in bondage, left us in darkness, left us with that idol worship and bunch. Deliverance is... Requires activity. (laughs) Fight the good fight of faith. Faith is for the courageous. Are y'all with me, class? It, It requires getting out of your comfort zone. It requires leaving everything that's been holding you back and holding you down. It requires stepping into the unknown, the unfamiliar. Oh, but friend, when you do it at God's call and beckoning command, you're about to experience things the rest of the world will never experience. Hallelujah. You're about to experience miracles. You're about to experience provision. You're about to experience restoration, salvation, the promised land. Hallelujah. Praise God. Said out loud. I refuse, I refuse. to be fearful. Fear I resist you! I resist you. Fear? fear, get out of here! Out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, our time's up again today, but it's good to be free from fear. We'll see you again soon, back here at Faith School. I've got a victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.